You are listening to the Good Shepherd Church Owensboro podcast. For more information, visit goodshepherdchurch.cc. Love Jesus. A lot of them call him like seeker-friendly places. And I felt the Lord saying that, that he was seeking, that he is searching to and fro. Like he is looking for places and houses of worship who are seeking his face. Who take time in the presence of the Lord. Who take time at the altar. Who take time to give him room to move. I want to be that place. More than I want this place to be full of people who want to be pleased. I want to be that place where God says, man, I can't, I want to go there. (laughs) I want to show up there and move mightily. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There's such a sweet presence of the Lord in this room this morning. Isn't it so peaceful in this room? It's just so peaceful. It's wonderful. All right, Faye, come on. Again, can we give it up for Miss Faye? Thank you, sir. She comes to take up our tithes and offerings. Thank you, Lord. And can we give it for our worship team? Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to share quickly. Miss Faye, I was thinking this morning, she got here and she came up to me. The first thing she said was, be encouraged. And she was just so excited that even when they were practicing and leading this song about uh, coming back to the heart of worship. And I remember just, I haven't told you this this morning, but this is, you just really blessed me. It's so encouraging to me. And even when things are, I don't think are going too well, you're a blessing to me. And you're an encourager to this house. And I really appreciate you very, very much. Amen. I tell you what encouraged me this morning. This little redheaded girl walked across the stage looking for a flag to praise the Lord. And I saw Lisa sweep down and pick her up. That's what Jesus would do, people. (laughs) He just reached down, picked her up, and she was waving that flag. We need to become more like that little girl in praising the Lord. I felt like the Lord gave me um, Matthew 28, 16 through 20 this morning. Um, It's... Let me read the scriptures. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. This was after Jesus was resurrected, and he was going places and revealing himself to people. And his eleven disciples were gathered at Galilee. So this was a place that he was used to go. It says, When when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. We know who that was, don't we? Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always until the end of the age. First of all, you notice there's a lot of action words in this scripture. He says to go to go into all the world. That could be your neighborhood, your city, your workplace. And he said, then he said to teach, preach, baptize, and observe. When you're observing, you're reading his word, and you're listening. And then he gives us this promise that I will be with you always. 
take the financial part to go. Maybe you can't go to all the world, but you know, this church sends out 20 some odd disciples to all the nations. That's one thing I'm so proud of this church for. It's always been a giving church to the missions. And you can go. And in order to go, we have to have finances, don't we? Look at the gas prices now. We, we can go, we use airlines, we use um, coming to church, the gas, and we gotta go with Bibles, literature. Why do you think pastor wants people to come in and speak? like uh, Steve Sampson not too long ago, to give us encouragement. This takes finances. And if we're gonna maintain the Great Commission, and that's what Matthew 28, 16 through 20 is, the Great Commission, we have to continue to go. We have to continue to teach and preach. We have to continue to baptize, and we have to continue to observe what God wants us to do. So we're asking, that you be faithful in your tithes and offerings. For we are sending out people. We are going ourselves. You know, every person in here has a gift to go. You may be a you may be a seamstress. You can go and sew something for somebody. You may be a poet. Maybe you like to write. Call somebody up. Give them a word of encouragement through a poem or through literature of some sort. And you know. Years ago, I was always working, and the Lord told me to start taking potato soup <laughs> to people that were sick. And I don't declare that I'm a, a baker or a cook, but the Lord has fine-tuned that potato soup. <laughs> and so you can go with whatever God gives you. Maybe you can take, just call up someone and encourage them, let them know that you're thinking about them. We're a church that goes right pastor Amen. and we're going to continue to go because we're going to teach and train and send out amen so let's let's say our three ways to give is of course through a check or cash or you can go online for giving or you can text to give and let's stand up for our declarations ready we declare that Good Shepherd Church is a healthy home for the city. We are sons and daughters rooted in family. We are hungry for the supernatural. We share the gospel everywhere and every day. We choose joy and honor in every season. Amen? Woo, yes! As we receive today's offerings, we're believing you for heaven open, earth invaded, provisions and resources to go to the nations. Souls from every generation, saved, healthy, and whole. Amen? Yes. Father, we just pray for this offering. That Father, that great commission we want to continue to be in your will with this great commission of going and sowing and preaching and teaching. And Lord, we ask that you bless this offering. Not everybody can go, but Father, they can give and they can pray and they can do what they can do for the person next door. So Lord, I'm asking you to bless this offering as never before. I pray that you would reveal to your people whenever they are obedient and giving, Lord, that you give back. 
you give back in so many different ways. So, Father, I ask that you bless the offering today and those that are giving and those that are unable to give right now. Teach them how to give, even if it's a, a dollar, Lord. And that, Father, that they'll learn over the time how gracious and loving you are. And you, your promise is that you will be with us until the end of age. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Angel, and welcome to Good Shepherd Church. If you're visiting us online or in person, we want to say that we are so glad that you're here. If you are new, please take a moment and fill out the connection card. It's located in the back of the seat in front of you. After service, take your connection card to the information desk and receive a free gift. If you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus, we encourage water baptisms. Our next water baptism is March 21st. For more information, please see the information desk or visit us online. Kyo Youth will be wrapping up their Pursuit series with the Pursuit Weekend, March 26th and 27th. Registration is online and the cost is $25. If you have any questions, please see Pastor Darrell. Easter is coming! Join us Sunday, April 4th as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. After service, we'll be having a massive Easter egg hunt for the kids. If you would like to donate pre-stuffed Easter eggs, please drop them off during office hours or in our lobby on Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for making Good Shepherd Church a healthy home for the city. We hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? You know what? The reality is not everybody might be doing that well, right? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. I've been better. It's been a long week. I, uh, I give it out to all the stay-at-home moms. My goodness. I stayed home with my kids for about five and a half hours or so. Maybe it seemed like an eternity. And um, yesterday, and I don't know if you know this, but I have four kids. But um, I was with my, my four-year-old, my almost three-year-old, and uh, almost one-year-old. <laughs> it's not there? No, it's probably there. You're just... You, yeah, it's there. I love you. Thank you, though. Miss Kitty might be in my office. Anyways, sorry. I have a conversation with my son here, as you can see. We're real professional around here at Good Shepherd Church. I'm a professional preacher. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Yes, I give it out to my stay-at-home moms, right? Yesterday felt like the longest day of my entire life. And uh, it just really did. It was just, it was just, because it's mainly because of mercy. I'm not going to lie. We named her Mercies because we all needed um, for her. And uh, we thought that maybe she would be the merciful one. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much at all. Some of y'all who know her, you know. So anyways, I'm just answering how my week went. Maybe your week was kind of crazy, and that's okay. Amen. I'm glad you're here. Amen. I'm glad you came. How many times have you felt like, I don't, man, I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like going to church. Well, guess what? Don't listen to your feelings. Right? Don't listen to your feelings at all, especially young people in this room. Don't listen to your feelings. No, no, no. Well, I'm in love with him. Two weeks later, I hate him. You know? <laughs> in the youth ministry, that was always our favorite. Anyways, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, loosen up. Jeez. What, do you think you're in the principal's office or something? My goodness. All right. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, 
and joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I love that. I love that verse. That's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Isn't it wonderful? The last declaration, choose joy and honor in every season. I mean, if you know, you have to make a choice to be joyful. It's a choice. It's a choice that you can make every day. Amen? So I'm going to preach for about two hours. And then uh, you guys, I love the kids in here. They're always like, what in the world? I'm starving. Um, we've been teaching about, anybody know? The gifts of the Spirit, amen? So one of our core values here at Good Shepherd Church is the supernatural. Somebody say supernatural. And in the supernatural, we believe in the, the Bible teaches about the gifts of the Spirit. And we also believe in 1 Corinthians 14 that it says in the very few uh, first verses to that we should earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, that doesn't mean that we should just be okay and accept them and we believe in them. It says, no, we should earnestly desire them in 1 Corinthians 14. Earnestly desire. How many of you earnestly are desiring the gifts? Lift your hands. This is like a real moment right here. Uh, man, I grew up Baptist, Church of Christ, Catholic. I just come here because my wife makes me come. <laughs> How many of you guys believe the Bible's true? Raise your hand real high. You don't have to. I mean, if you're a born-again Christian, you have to, but you don't have to. If you believe the Bible's true, then the Bible tells us to earnestly desire the gifts. Amen? Shouldn't that be enough? I believe it's enough. It's absolutely enough. So we've been talking about the power gifts, which is the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the working of miracles. In the last couple of weeks, we've been going on the gift of healing. Actually, gifts, it's plural, of healing. And so I want to try to break down this. I want to answer a few questions this morning. I'm going to try to teach you. If you have a notebook or take some notes so you can learn this morning. My favorite thing that I do with my family is I ask them questions about the sermon, which they usually don't have any answers. So. And I'm like, wow, no one listens to me. <laughs> right? No one at all. But anyways, you're not going to do that this morning, right? Somebody say, I'm listening. Somebody say, I'm learning. And for some of you, I might talk about things. Some of you might think, and I know about the gifts of the Spirit. Pastor, I've been Pentecostal, Spirit-filled, tongue-talking since I was a baby. Say this out loud with me. Say, but what else could I know? Isn't that good? We don't know everything. I definitely do not know everything. As my son likes to point out, I usually learn from doing it the wrong way. It's good learning. So anyways, the supernatural. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about the gift of healing. Um... Let's pray real quickly. Lay a hand on your neighbor if they're okay with that. Unless you don't know them and they look, you can turn it down, whatever. Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless this service. We bless this message. God, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. That, God, that you would open the eyes of our heart. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation, God. That you would fill me now with your Holy Spirit, God. That you'd come and move with power in this message, Lord. I thank you that as your word goes forth, that it shall accomplish what you have it accomplished, Lord. It will accomplish it, Lord. Not because of me, not because of anything else, but by your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. All right. So we've been talking about 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, I'm going to get into, here we go, uh, verse 9. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit, or by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. So the gifts of healing, all right? So last week we talked about some reasons why healing doesn't happen. Do you remember? 
Sometimes it could be unbelief, lack of faith. I also talked about how all these gifts of the Spirit are very um, controversial, right? This is, what, this is the kind of stuff in the Bible that set churches apart from different churches. It's, it's just real simple. Good Shepherd, we're a charismatic church. What does that mean? That means we're open to the gifts and we desire the gifts. But more than that, we desire Jesus. Right? I didn't come. We just sang that song. I didn't come for something. I didn't come to give you praise so I could get something. How many of you know if you're giving to receive, you're just giving to yourself? Right? We don't give to receive. We give because he's worthy. He's worthy. We praise because he's worthy. We praise for what he's already done on the cross. Amen? So, reasons why healing couldn't come. Reeling, we said, unbelief. There's also taking the Lord's Supper in vain and literally not taking it seriously. It can bring sickness on your body. Also, it could be a thorn in the flesh, something that we just have to deal with. We don't know. Here's the good news. There's absolutely no sickness, no pain, no hurt, no betrayal, none of that in heaven. Zero. But here's the, here's the even better news, though. God comes to bring healing, not just for physical ailments, but also inner things as well. Amen. I don't know about you, but a lot of us, we can deal with some back pain if God would just heal our hearts. Right? I posted something the other day. It was from Rice Brooks in this devotional. And it talked about how in the body of Christ, Jesus said, by the way that the church is in unity and the way that they love one another, this is how the world will know that you are mine. Did you hear me? It said that we, the God, it says they, they will know that he sent Jesus and that how much he loved them, he loves us as well. They will know that how? By the way that we love one another. The way that we love one another in this place. Wouldn't that be awesome? Where the church can be a place where you come in and you feel so loved and there's community and there's family and it's way better than the bar. Amen? It's way better. I know it is. I've been bunch of times actually yesterday a girl at a coffee shop said you look familiar and I said uh oh <laughs> there are a couple of places you might know me from one could be church one could be somewhere else and she said oh you just look familiar it's probably at one of the local bars I've seen yet <laughs> see now y'all have an opportunity to trust me or not how do you know I haven't been to the local bars recently huh I haven't been my wife would know right Believe me, everyone will know. I'll be on the front page of the newspaper. That's, that's how I get down. Don't worry. <laughs> everyone will know if I go off the deep end again. It's, it's not a slow road, I promise. Amen? Anyways, I don't even know what I'm talking about. God wants to bring healing to your hearts, right? And I had a lot of, I had a lot of personal inner pain that I needed healing from, right? And that's a process that God brings that. Isn't that good news, though? You have to, let me listen, you have to choose that healing. You have to choose it. That song, you restore my heart over and over again. You know why I love that part so much? Because people hurt me over and over again. And the thought of some other pain or some old pain or some stuff that came up, it comes back up in my mind sometimes. And guess what? He's there to restore my heart over and over again. Isn't that good? Man, that's so good. It's so amazing. But instead, we let the old thoughts come up and old, old offenses come up and we sit there and we just get right back in them and put them back on. Instead of saying, no, 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 here's coming back up, Lord. Restore me some more. More forgiveness. More forgiveness. More, Lord. Amen. How many times should we forgive our brothers, they said? 70 times 7. Where's my math people in here? 490? Something like that. 
I basically think what he meant was every time. Amen? I believe God wants to heal more than our bodies, heal our minds, heal our hearts, heal our souls. Amen? Isn't that awesome? I used to be a very depressed, anxious, crazy individual. And I praise the Lord that he's healed me completely. Completely. Isn't that awesome? I still have some physical problems. But the Lord has dealt with my internal emotional problems. I love what Todd White says. I had a lifetime, or Jesus uh, canceled my lifetime subscription to issues. (laughs) And I love also what he says. He said, God saved me from me, right? Your greatest enemy is you. God saved me from me so I can't be hurt by you. I just hurt for you. Isn't that a super mature place to be? Somebody say, I want to be there. You can, because that's where Jesus is. And where is he? He's in you. He's in you. Christ in you, or me, the hope of glory. Right? It's no longer I who live. Man, isn't that good news? I have the ability to walk in complete freedom. I have the ability to walk in complete freedom from offense. That is good news. That's good news, this side of heaven. Because for too long, we've just preached heaven or hell, and we haven't told people that they can walk in freedom now. So nobody wants to come, really. They're just like, well, maybe that thing's not very true. Man, I just really feel this in my heart real strongly this morning. You open your heart to Jesus, man. He just wants to really feel you and touch you and just give you so much healing from wounds. It's going to be amazing. All right, so let me answer a couple questions in the next 20 minutes. Y'all ready? Set a timer. Just kidding. Listen, the longer I take, the better the lines will be at the restaurants anyways. You get right in, you know? Especially if you go to Roadhouse, you'll be there all afternoon. All right, so anyways, the gifts of healing, the reason why it doesn't have it. So let me answer this question. Who may the Holy Spirit use to bring a gift of healing? So right, is the manifestation of the gifts of healing, is it limited to certain people? Right? Surely the Holy Spirit will use whoever he can flow through. I do believe that God will use people more likely than others who've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I do. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, you will receive power. It was so important that he said, before you go out and do the ministry that I've called you to do, go and wait to receive power from on high. It was so important. It's extremely important. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you should be. If you ask for bread, he won't give you a stone. He won't. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, you will receive. God wants to baptize us. He wants to clothe us in high with power. Amen? And I believe that God... All of those apostles were baptized in the Holy Spirit on that day. And then so was Paul as well. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that crazy? Even at Jesus' baptism, it says that he was baptized in water. And then what does it say? It says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And the spirit baptism is not just something that happened to you 40 years ago where you got a a prayer language. The spirit baptism is for you to walk in power to be a bold witness. That you would move in the power of God. I know for the longest time we love to talk about tongues being the evidence. And that's great. I would say 
Most of the time, people do speak in tongues, but guess what? To me, is a lot more important is the evidence of the power. The power to be a bold witness. Are people getting saved? Are people getting healed? Are people getting touched by God? This is how we should be able to measure when God comes in power. Isn't that good? I get excited about this because it's very true. And it's not my opinion. It's just the truth. So I believe God, who, wants, who does he want to use? He wants to use anyone and everyone. But I believe that he, he wants people, usually more than I see in my life, the testimonies that I hear from are people who've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying it happened. I'm not, I'm not here to put God in a box this morning. God can do whatever the heck he wants to do. I'm not going to sit here and put him in some type of parameters. Today's message is not about a protocol and a strict thing. I'm just trying to teach a little bit of what I believe that God wants to do. Amen? So, so let's look in the Bible real quickly for people that God used for healings in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is, if you go on, it says the Acts of the Apostles, right? They say a better translation could mean the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The acts of the Holy Spirit. Jesus died, rose from the grave, descended to heaven. Holy Spirit comes down with power. And then the the book of Acts is a history book of the church that was catapulted to go out and be missionaries and start churches and plant churches and with power and glory. It was amazing. It was awesome. It's a really cool thing. So we got Peter. Let's see here. In Acts chapter 3, 1 through 11, you got Peter and John. God uses the apostles to bring, to bring, um, excuse me, to bring healing. You also have in Acts five fifteen, Peter. They laid hand on the sick out in the streets. It says, and Peter's shadow healed them. Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy story. I mean, that's literally that's really crazy. Could you imagine that just grabbing your sick people and your family and just dragging them to the streets and just saying, "Well, Peter's shadow. I can see my shadow right here." <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And the shadow, they they touched them and they were healed. That's supernatural. We can't explain it. Science can't explain it. But we believe it happened. And I believe it can still happen. Amen. I absolutely believe it can happen. And I believe it's happening all around the world. And we see it here as well. So we have Philip, who was an evangelist. He was also a church leader. The lame were healed, and also demons were cast out. So God usually used these church leaders in the book of Acts that we see. But here's the good news. We have Ananias in Acts 9, 17 through 18, where Paul was blinded on the road to Damascus. And then we see where Ananias, where God finds him and says, Go to your brother Paul. And he says, literally, go to him, lays hands on him. He receives his sight. Ananias was not a church leader. He was not an apostle, not an evangelist that we know. He was just a a regular disciple of Jesus and believer like you and me. That's good news. It's not just for the church leaders, but we do see in the book of Acts, usually, according to Acts, God used the church leaders. We have Peter in Acts 9 through 32, where Aeneas, he says, Jesus Christ heals you. He says, get up and make your bed. Isn't that amazing? Seems kind of weird to say, get up now, do your chores. He said, get up and make your bed. Isn't that crazy? Get up and make your bed. Doesn't that sound a lot easier than, oh God, would you please, my God, would you come, my, 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 my Lord, Jesus, 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 please. How about just rise and make your bed? Stand up. Doesn't that sound a lot easier than some of the stuff? I love, I love asking my family and people in our church this one question. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that that's the way things had to be? 
I'm not saying sometimes it comes, sometimes we've seen stuff happen. I've seen people march around someone like this at a church in California and the lady got healed. Isn't that crazy how we hear stories sometimes and our faith just gets sucked out of the room? Why is that? Do you believe Jesus healed the sick? Do you believe it? Truly. Do you believe he raised the dead? What has changed? What has changed? You know why he says to come like children to him? Because children have to be told about unbelief. They have to be taught that he's not the healer. You teach them that he split the sea, he split the sea. You teach them that he rose from the grave, he rose from the grave. Period. I love Heidi Baker's ministry because when they pray for the sick, she brings the little children out there. Little bitty kids that come and pray for the sick and the lame and the crippled and the blind. Isn't that amazing? We can become more like children. Amen? So who does God use? He usually uses church leaders as we see in the book of Acts and Paul, Acts 14 and Lystra. There's a crippled man from his mother's womb. Check that out. From, from a baby. Not just someone who got sick or had an accident, but someone who was crippled from the womb. From the womb, Paul heals him completely. Jesus heals him. But he uses Paul, right? But you also have Ananias, right? So most of the healing that we have in the Bible come through Jesus and the apostles and disciples, all right? But we also see in James where Paul instructs, or excuse me, um, where it says, any of you that are sick, you should call the elders of the church, anoint them with oil, and pray the prayer of faith, and you shall be healed. Right? And once again, you see God using the elders, who is another word for shepherds, pastor, the leaders in the church. We see this. Now, I believe that God usually uses leaders because leaders, they're completely devoted to ministering to people. You see what I'm saying? But how many of you know that he also used Ananias, who was not an apostle or an evangelist or any of that, to bring healing as well? And I believe the key is this, that the difference between a leader and a regular person is that you have to fix your mind that my life is simply devoted to minister to people. Just because I'm not going to do it from a pulpit with a water bottle on a Sunday morning, I'm a minister. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. For those who are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. And he goes on to say this. You have been given the ministry of reconciliation. You have been given the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? Every believer has been given this ministry of what? Bringing people to Christ. Every believer. The only thing that usually sets leaders apart and pastors apart is that we're fixed on this every day. You can be fixed on this every day as well. Sometimes I really wish I had a different job if I was going to be real honest with you. Sometimes I like, I used to go work with Maddie's dad and build fences and just do this really grunt labor and it's really relaxing actually because there's no emotions involved and there's no hearts involved. There's just wood and concrete. You know what I mean? And there's just this and this. Nobody's marriage is falling apart. Nobody's saying, hey pastor, Oh, I got all these problems. What do I need to do? Well, let's try this. Three months later. Well, my life's still falling apart. Well, did you do what I asked you to do through the scripture? No, I didn't do that. Sometimes I, I get in that place too. But if you're building fences, whatever you can be doing, you can be doing it for the glory of God. 
whether you're a nurse in a hospital, whatever it is, whether you're a teacher, wow, you have an amazing place to pray and intercede over students. Amazing place to shine for the Lord, to be a light for him where people would see you and be attracted to you. And they begin to come and say, and I understand a lot of your businesses, you can't just downright get out and say, hey, Jesus is Lord and start preaching the gospel. But you can live the gospel. You can look like him. Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. Right? They see something in me. They see something around me. I told this story before, but I remember this. um, I was at work one day and I was serving tables and I used to sing these Christian songs all the time to kind of keep my peace and keep me from going crazy. And I'd sing worship songs at work. And I remember this, this one day, this girl, she came up to me and I was in the back of the kitchen. She grabbed my hands and she's like, I'm, I'm having a really rough time right now. I need a song. And I said, well, what songs do you know? <laughs> this little light of mine, I don't know, what do you got? Do you, were you raised in church at all? What do, you, what do you know? Our God is awesome. I don't know, whatever it is. But people will see your good works. The main thing I got in trouble for where I had that job was sharing the gospel though and talking too long, if you could imagine. <laughs> Mike, we're working. I'm like, I know, but people need to get saved, right? <laughs> people need Jesus. My favorite is when I asked people what church they went to and they said yours. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. That's a true story. Here's the good news. I believe God that we see in the Bible he uses church leaders a lot, but he also uses everyday people like me and you. You know why? Because Christ is in you just like he's in me. Only difference is, only difference, only difference. You ready? Devotion. That's it. It's being devoted to it. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> Acts 20, 24, my favorite scripture. You know, some people, we love the real good scriptures. Through Christ, the strength is me. I can do all things. Acts 20, 24. However, I consider my life to be worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and spread the news of God's grace to the Gentiles, to the world. That's my only aim. My life is over with. His life is in me. That's it. Nothing else. The only difference is devotion. That's it. It's real simple. Isn't that good news? You don't have to be the pastor. You don't have to be the evangelist. God wants to use you mightily if you would just simply give him all of you. All of you. Completely and fully. Somebody say, all of me. Say it like you mean it. All of me. All of me. Every area of my life that is still needs consecration, that I'm still not walking in holiness, God. You can have it today. Come on. Thank you, somebody. Shout out, our soul. We love you, Jesus. Come on, girl. I love that, whoever that was. If I'm preaching good, you can talk back to me. If I'm not, you can... Just leave, I guess. (laughs) I laugh up here for my sake. People say, don't you get nervous up there? Yeah, sometimes. Some people are like real intent looking at me and they're like, some people are just. And I'm like, well, I'm going to look over here now. (laughs) I want to be a pastor. I don't know. So check this out. So who does God want to use? All of us. Now, we had a prayer night here recently. On a Friday night, I was back there praying, and I shared this that night, and the Lord really spoke to me. Um, He said, Michael, the people I want to use are the people that know how to give me glory. You know what that means? That means that we don't want any glory for ourselves. 
None. He wants, he wants to use people who will bring him the most attention. You want to be used by the Lord? Don't worry about anybody else giving you any praise at all, ever. Well, no one that said I did a good job doesn't matter. He sees you. No one notices when I sing. Doesn't matter. He sees you. You want to be used by him mightily? Hide yourself. Serve. Lower yourself. Get to the bottom. Get to the lowest. The Bible teaches us this. If you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. If you exalt yourself, you'll be humble. You want to be used by him? He's looking for people who know how to say, God, would you flow through me and I'll give you all the glory. Would you would do whatever you want to do in this church, in my workplace, and I'll make sure that when they ask, I'll mention your name. I won't mention me. I want to give him the glory of everything that happens in my life. I had a pastor tell me once, because people come up and say, you did a good job, man. We really had an awesome time. Appreciate it. And some people, we say, well, no, 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 no. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And he said, what I like to do is, he said, I like to act like I receive all these roses from people for giving me compliments for a service. And he said, and I take all them roses at the end of the night, and I lay them down at the feet of Jesus. Look what I brought to you. I don't want any praise. You want to be used by God mightily? Don't want any attention from it. Right? Isn't that good? I believe that's why the Lord used me. I believe that's why he saved me and sent me to this church. Because he said, you know what, Mike? You got nothing to offer. You got nothing to offer me. Nothing. Deadbeat. Drug addict. Nothing. You know what, though? You're going to bring me glory. Because you're going to be able to know how good my grace is. You know what's even more beautiful about that? Is that you don't have to be a drug addict, drug dealer to know how beautiful his grace is. You just got to understand that your wretchedness was just as worse as mine. Because isn't that bad news for the family with kids? Well, if my kids don't go through a rough path, they're not going to be on fire for Jesus. I rebuke that nonsense. Well, they all got to go through something. No, they don't. No, they don't. They do not. Absolutely not. They can see. I want my kids' testimony to say, listen, my mom and dad, they love the Lord so much. It bleed, it bleed out in our home. They worship God in our living room. They work through their problems. They consecrate themselves. They worked on their attitudes. They worked on their crap. And they came from glory to glory. I didn't have to go use drugs. I didn't have to go use alcohol. I didn't have to start smoking a cigarette. I didn't have to use my virginity. I knew that God was good. I knew he was. And I seen it. I've seen his transformation. I've seen his power. I've seen his miracles. That's what your kids need. Your kids need to see the power of God and not just religious services and once a week stuff. They, your kids see everything. They see you going to Sunday service and being mean to their mom. They're not stupid. And the older they get, the more they recognize and the more they're confused about what this Jesus thing really is about. Not my kids. Some of, the, some of the most amazing people that I know in the faith are preacher's kids. That's good news. It's really good news. Show your kids your passion and your love for Jesus and they'll see it. And they'll want it as well. Who can God use? He can use all of you. And he wants to use people who bring him 
glory. Amen? Man, that's all I want to do is bring him glory and attention. I don't even know what time it is. It's 12.08. It's probably a good time. God wants to use people who are empty. Empty of themselves and willing to do whatever he says. Anything he says. In any moment. Are you willing? I can tell you right now I've missed it a lot of times. I've seen people walking in Kroger that look down and depressed and I just, my heart went out to them and I thought, well, no, that's probably, no, I don't know. Maybe that's not the Lord, you know, it's probably not. And then I start making deals with God like I'm some hot shot that he needs to make a deal with. And I'm like, man, God, all right, Lord, if I'm, after I'm done hitting my route in the grocery store, she's still there. I'll go pray with her. <laughs> Most of the time they're not there. <laughs> Sometimes we miss it, but we can learn to step out and be a light everywhere we go. I'm not saying that we, um, you can't just desire these things from this orphan mentality of like, oh, I, I need God's approval. If he uses me in these gifts, that gives me some approval. That's not true. You have his stamp of approval because of the blood of Jesus. Period. You have to see that. Until you can be rooted in identity, I tell you, it's going to be really hard for God to want to flow through you mightily. Because you're not going to know how to, you're not going to know how, you're going to think, well, God used me last night, he didn't use me this night, what's wrong with me? It's not about you. It's about him, it's about his glory. Get seated in identity, get seated in in who you are in Christ. Get seated in that place. And that's when you can get, like I told you, you pray for people, sometimes they're healed, sometimes they're not, we don't know. But God wants to use any of us in any way, shape, or form. Listen, I want God to use you guys more than I want him to use me. Honestly. You know why? Because when you're honored, we're all honored. Isn't that awesome? Oh, Maddie, will you just come play keys? The whole worship team doesn't have to come. We're just going to close. Because I could teach on this for about two more days. So who does God use? Somebody say me. Somebody say I'm devoted to him. Completely. Completely. Isn't that good news? Hmm. And if you're not in that place where you're devoted to him completely, I pray that you will be. And I pray that it doesn't have to take something bad to get you there. Isn't that nonsense? I remember one time I was praying with Faye and we were praying for some family and, and she said, because uh, people say, well, will you, will God, do whatever you gotta do. Whatever, you know, whatever you gotta do. She said, no, 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 no. Lord, I pray nothing. I don't want anything bad to happen. Lord, just draw them in with your goodness, Lord. Whew. Isn't that crazy how we pray sometimes? Get them, Lord. Break them down. The Bible says his loving kindness draws us to repentance. That's what it says. When I got saved, I didn't find his wrath. I found his grace and his kindness. I found his mercy. I pray that on our family members, on your family members who need to find him. I pray they find his goodness 
They find the cross and it draws them to repent of their sins and be loved by their everlasting Father. Could you stand to your feet? And our prayer team, could you come? Thank you, Lord. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God can use you even though you're screwed up. Say, that's the gospel. That's the kingdom. That's the message. Hmm. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you're encouraged this morning. The Lord loves you. If you're here this morning, and let's say that you don't have a relationship with Jesus at all, the Bible says that if you repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit, it says. I pray for those of you in here that maybe don't know Christ, or maybe you've known about Him, but you've never truly submitted your life to Him, that today would be a day, a changing point in your life. That it would be a day where your life completely is transformed, where you make Him Lord of your life and Master, and you start to say, you know what? I'm going to do what He wants me to do from now on, because my way is not working. I was reading this past week. I forgot exactly. But there's a Bible verse that says, don't fool yourselves. And I start to think, like most of the time we say, we don't want to be fooled by people, right? We don't want to be deceived, right? But how many of you know that you can deceive yourself? You can fool yourself with pride, with other things, thinking, I don't really have any issues. I don't really have any problems. I'm completely fine. You can be completely deceived, completely fooled by yourself. If you're lost this morning and you need to be saved, I pray that you'd come and give your heart to Jesus. One of these people would love to pray for you before you leave. Also, if you just need healing in your body for anything or you need prayer for anything at all, we have some amazing people down here who would love to pray for you and just bless you and encourage you. So, let's close our eyes. Let's put our hand on our hearts. Let's just ask Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit. Say, change me. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray right now by your spirit, God, that you would just begin to just seal by your spirit whatever happened in the hearts of these people. A lot of different things happen in the same service, God. Whatever you're doing in their hearts, whatever revelation they received this morning, God, that you would touch them, that you would bless it, and you would make it to bring fruit and multiply, Lord. I thank you this morning for transformation in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody say amen? Come on, can we put our hands together for the Lord this morning? All right, if you need prayer, if you need to give your heart to Jesus, anything like that, you can go ahead and leave your seats now and come down for prayer. Otherwise, bless you. Have a good week. Small groups Tuesday night at the Bartley's house at 7 o'clock. Also, Wednesday night in the foyer at 6.30 with the Herzogs. We love you. Have a good day.